challenged with whatever the need is in every heart and every life. And Lord, if there's one here today who's never been converted, never had a day where they trusted Christ as their Savior, Lord, I pray that today would be their day of salvation. Lord, you, you told us, behold, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. So, so Lord, save that sinner that needs saved today. Lord, uh, challenge that, that saint of God, that, that believer, Lord, that's maybe uh, backtracked in some way or living in some way that doesn't please you. Lord, and edify, Lord, uh, those that just need some encouragement today. Do the work that only you can. We'll give you praise, honor, and glory for it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. <laughs> it's good to see you this morning. Uh, the first song we're going to sing is God is So Good. And, and just kind of a, a word of testimony on that real quick. My, my future father-in-law, uh, he fell from scaffolding about 25 feet uh, on Wednesday and got rushed to the hospital. He got flown to the uh, hospital out in Tennessee. And uh, the doctors are saying you're going to need multiple surgeries, all sorts of different things. But then whenever they pulled up the scans, they didn't need to do any surgeries. There was very little internal damage. Um, he had a punctured lung, multiple broken ribs, cracked pelvis, but nothing that required surgery. And in fact, they, um, he was able to leave the hospital a couple days ago. And so God protected him and all that. Keep on, if y'all wouldn't mind praying for him uh, and the family as well. But, but there were so many things that could have gone uh, a lot worse, and yet God helped out in so many ways, and God is so good. Even when things don't seem to be going our way, God is still good. So let's go ahead and stand and jump into our singing. Let's see if the clicker will work. Oh, there we go. Let's sing. God is so good. Yeah. 
my story and that this is my song the reason we have so much to be thankful for is because Christ rose again on the third day he defeated death some 2,000 years ago and he still lives today let's sing because he lives God sent his son they called him Jesus around you. Tell them how it's good to see them in the house of the Lord this morning, and you may take a seat. <clears throat> this, uh, this morning's special is sung by Miss Ann. Thank you so much, Miss Ann, for singing.
much time on the old violin, but he held it up with a smile. Sure ain't much, but it's all we got left. I guess we ought to sell it too. Now who'll start the bid on this old violin? Just one more and we'll be through. Then he called, one, give me one dollar. Who'll make it two? Two dollars, who'll make it three? Three dollars twice, now that's a good price. But who's got a bid for me? Raise up your hand, don't wait any longer. The auction's about to end. Who's got four, just one dollar more to bid on this old violin? Well, the air was hot as the people stood round and the sun was setting low. From the back of the crowd, a gray-haired man stepped forward and picked up the bow. He wiped the dust from the old violin and tightened up the strings. Then he, then he played out a pure and sweet, sweeter than the angels sing. Then the music stopped, and the auctioneer, in a voice that was quiet and low, he said, what is my bid for this fine violin? Then he held it up with a bow. Who'll make it two? Two thousand. Who'll make it three? Three thousand twice. Now that's a good price. But who's got a bid for me? The people cried out what made the change. We don't understand. The auctioneer stopped and said with a smile, it was the touch of the master's hand. Well, we know many a men with their life out of tune, battered and scarred by sin. Their auction cheap to a thankless world, much like that old violin. Oh, but the master comes, and the foolish crowd, they never understand. The worth of the soul and the change that's brought just by the touch 
Is the question Have you trusted in Christ today? And, and uh, even as uh, Pastor Mike was uh, talking about in, in Sunday school this morning, um, the only way that we can change, the only way we can grow in Christ is uh, through Him. We can't alter ourselves in and of our own strength, it's only through Christ. Uh, thank you, Miss Ann. Let's go ahead and have our word of prayer <clears throat> at this time. We're going to pray that uh, today, and go ahead and pray silently by, by yourself there or with the person sitting beside you, but, but pray specifically that we would see Christ uh, through his word today. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you so much that you came and you died for us, even while we were still enemies of you. I thank you that you chose not to leave us where we were, but like a master potter, you mold us into what you would have us to be. And I thank you, God, so much for your sacrifice on the cross. I pray that we would see you from your word pray that we would be attentive, that you would give Brother Vernon the, the words to speak, and that we would leave here changed and different from when we first came in. We give you the praise and the glory, God. I pray that you would receive the honor and the glory for this final song. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go ahead and stand as we sing the last song before the preaching of the word. 
But again, this is just the theme of it is to show us Christ. We want to see the Lord. Can we go?
Turn with me in your Bibles this morning to John chapter number 6. John chapter 6. It's amazing how the Lord works things out, works things together. As far as I know, Ethan, I haven't talked to you since the last time I was here, right? Okay, but I'm not offended. I wasn't offended. Of course, he must, he must have been feeling guilty about something there because he's confessing his sins right out in front of everybody. But, but uh, what I was really saying was uh, the message this morning and the passage that we'll be talking about was exactly what the song was talking about. Uh, John chapter 6, verse 66, and, and Jesus said to him. You know, uh, are y'all going to go away? And Peter says, Lord, where are we going to go? You're, you're the one that has the words of life. I tell you, I, that sure was a blessing to, to see that and to think about that. John chapter number 6. And as we think about the passage of Scripture here, look at verse number 66. We'll begin, we'll begin uh, there. John 6, verse number 66. And the Bible says, from that time, and we're going to look at that and we're going to explain what what time time he's talking about or what's happened. From that time, many of his disciples went back back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, but and one of you is a devil? He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he was it for he for he it for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Is this, before we say, is this sound okay? Are you hearing me okay? It just sounds a little different uh, and all that, but that's okay. As long as y'all are getting and hearing what you should hear, we'll be okay, all right? So let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask the Lord to bless, speak to our hearts. Lord, we sure do thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Lord, you sure are good to us. We've sung that today. Lord, we believe it, and we know that it's true. Lord, uh, sometimes we take you for granted. And uh, Lord, we don't give you the rightful praise that we ought to. And so Lord, I'd ask that you would bless. Lord, you'd use the message. You'd speak to our hearts today. Lord, we sure do need you. Lord, I pray that uh, uh, for the folks that have come out this morning, Lord, we're grateful, we're thankful for everybody that's come out. And I pray that, Lord, you would uh, uh, help each and every one of them, Lord, to be able to receive the message that's being given. And uh, Lord, may they apply it to their heart. Lord, may, may it make a difference in their life. Lord, we've come to be changed today. Lord, we don't want to leave the same way that we were when we came in. And I pray that, Lord, you'd bless. And then especially, Lord, if there's someone here this morning that's lost and they don't know what it means to be saved. 
I pray that, Lord, you'd speak to their heart and show them their need of salvation before it's too late. And we sure will thank you for what you do now. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. As you think about this passage of Scripture, and I've titled the message this morning, Jesus is all I need. Peter uh, was asked the question, Peter, where are you going to go? Uh, wh- what are you going to do? And Peter said, Lord, we, we don't have anywhere else to go. We know and we understand that you're the only one, and you're the only way, and you're the only truth that we have, and Lord, we're going to just stick with you no matter what, even though we don't understand everything that's going on here, and we don't know everything that's happening, but Lord, we're just going to stick with you, and Lord, because you're all, you're all that we need here. You know, no, no human can meet uh, every need of our life. Every one of us have needs. Every one of us have different things that we have need of. But there's one who can. Nobody has all the answers, but there's one that does, and his name is Jesus. Folks, I'm going to tell you. If you've got problems this morning, if you need answers, if you need help, I'm telling you, Jesus is the one that you need to turn to. Jesus is all I need. Look back uh, uh, over at the beginning of chapter number 6. We're going to just look at a few things as we go through here. Uh, chapter 6 starts off with Christ. He has is, he is went apart. He has gone, he's gone off to, the, uh, uh, to himself, as it were, with his disciples. And he's teaching his disciples. And he looks out and there comes a great multitude of people. People have come from all over the place. And Jesus is going to feed uh, five, the 5,000. This is the feeding of what they call the feeding of 5,000 men. But there were also women and children there. So really there's no telling how many Thousands of people were fed this day from five loaves and two fishes. Just a handful of food, but it fed a multitude of folks because Jesus was there, by the way. Jesus was all they needed. They came for the wrong reasons, but Jesus uh, understood that, and he was okay with that. And he said, now, I know you didn't come for the right reason, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feed you with the Word of God, but I'm also going to feed you with real food, too. There's a contrast there. Spiritual food and physical food. They needed both, and Jesus gave them both. You see, uh, Jesus is all that we need. But they came, the Bible tells us, that they came because of the free food. Now, by the way, if you were in their place, if I was in their place, we probably would have done the same thing. You know, folks, back in this day, in Bible days, that most of the people were just, just poor, common, everyday people. We don't know what poor means. We, we think we do, but you know, most of us would say, hey, I, you know, I'm not rich, I'm poor. But really, in reality, we're, we're richer than most of the world. We don't really know what poor is all about. But these folks knew what poor was. You see, they would work all day from sun up to sundown. They'd work all day for about a penny's worth of food or a penny's worth of wages. That was their wage. And really... That food, uh, or the, the wage that they earned that day, was just enough to buy the food that they needed to live during, for that one day. And that's, isn't that amazing? Uh, how many of you work all day long for enough money to buy enough food that you can live another day? How many of you do that? Well, most of us work for a day, and, and the, our day's wages can buy maybe a week's worth of groceries. But these folks didn't. And so they saw here, here was an opportunity. Here's a chance to be able to get some food. Here was a chance, here's an opportunity to be able to eat and not even have to work for it. 
Now, you know, listen, we don't want to criticize these folks because we, we're not there. We're not in their place. But I'm telling you, they went out there for the wrong reasons. Most of these folks did. They went out there, the Bible tells us, for the, for the food that they were going to get. Verse 26 says, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Man, they'd got enough food. Man, this was, maybe this was the first time that some of these folks had gotten a good meal in a long time. And uh, they, were, they were going out there for the wrong reason. But you know what? Jesus was still going to take them where they were at. and He was going to try to help them and teach them and show them the, what their real need was. Their, the real need was not for physical food. The real need was for spiritual food. That's what they were hungering for. That's what they, that's what they really needed was the spiritual food that the Lord would be able to give them. And here, here's what the Bible says. Now, here's what happened to these folks. Now, I, I, let me just tell you that this passage right here is, is we're going to be wading out in some deep water, okay? So we're just going to hit it for a minute. We won't have time to explain it all, but we're going to hit it for a minute. But it's, it's important to see this. It's important to understand it. But don't get caught up because that's not, really the, the, that's not really the message why they turned back, okay? So, but I did want to give you that ahead of time. Uh, kind of like a disclaimer that, you know, I want you to stay with me. You're going to have to pay attention, okay? Now look over, look over in verse number 60. Many therefore, uh, Mark chap, uh, John chapter 6, verse 60, many therefore of his disciples... When they heard this, said, this is a hard saying, who, can hear? Who, who understands this? That's what they were saying. Who in the world? I mean, man, we've never heard anything like this before. What, what are you talking about? We don't, this don't make any sense to us. Look up what he's saying. Look at verse number 54. Whoso, this is Jesus, he's talking, he's teaching these, these people that have followed him. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, dwelleth in me, and I in him. Now boy, I tell you, if I'd heard that, without some explanation, I'd be thinking, you know what? This ain't for me neither. I, I'm not. I'm not a part of this. I don't want to be. I don't want to be close to this. By the way, can I just throw just as a sideline? I'll step off to the side so you you won't think I'm preaching here. But just as a sideline, did you know that there is a huge denomination? There is a huge religious system that believe this to be literal. Yeah, Roman Catholicism. Yeah, the Roman Catholic Church believes that when the priest raises up the bread and raises up the wine, the lit, they have real wine, the wine that it literally becomes the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. And they believe that. And if you ask them, have you received Jesus Christ as your Savior, they'll say, yes, I have. Yes, I've received him. When did you receive him? When I took the Holy Communion. I received him as my Savior. Folks, I'm telling you, you know, that's, that's just, like I said, that was a little sideline there. But there's a lot of religions, there's a, a lot of religions that just don't 
just don't believe like we do, even though they may say and may use the same terminology, they do not believe what the Bible really teaches. Jesus was not teaching that he, want you, he wanted them to literally drink his blood or to eat his flesh. That's not what he was talking about. But he was talking about, listen, if you are going to follow me, if you're going to be my disciple, if you're going to be a believer and you're going to follow me, you will have to, just like you would take a piece of bread and eat it, and it, it literally becomes a part of your body. I mean, it just it comes in and it, it becomes all kinds of things that you need for your body to be able to sustain it. That's what he's talking about. If you're going, Jesus is saying, if you're going to take me, you're going to have to take me just like you would take a piece of bread and eat it and, and digest it and it becomes a part of you. He wasn't saying that you were to eat his body literally or drink his blood literally. That's not what he's saying. But you must receive me. And buddy, when you do, it becomes a part of you. Let me, let me, give, you some, let me give you some verses. Look at verse, look at verse 63. It says here, It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, they are life. Have you ever heard anybody compare the word of God to bread? And what did he say? If, you will, if you'll take this bread, if you'll eat this bread, what will happen? You'll have eternal life. If you will, the woman at the well says, uh, she said, or Jesus was talking to her, if you drink this water, this physical water, what will happen? You will thirst again. But if you will drink the water that I have to give you, if you'll drink it, you'll never thirst again. And you know what she said? Give me, Lord, give me that water. I want that water. That's, what he, that's, what, that, that's, that's the idea here. That's what, they're talk, that's what he's talking about. But you know what? These folks didn't understand that. They didn't comprehend that Jesus was taking a physical trait and, and making a spiritual application with it. They didn't understand that. And you know what? The Bible says that when they heard that, they turned away from the Lord and they walked away and they said, this is a hard saying. We just don't understand it. And instead of trying to, trying to grasp what he's trying to get Get, get across to them. Instead of trying to receive what he has for them, they just turned and walked away. And you know, folks, can I tell you that even in our day and age in which we live right now, people today are walking away from the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. They're walking away. They're turning their back and they say, listen, I don't understand it. I don't, un I don't, know, I don't understand that. And I don't know what it means. And so it's too hard for me and I'm just going to turn away. But you know, Really, the gospel is one of the most simple messages and it's one of the most simple truths in all the Bible. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Whosoever believeth in Him, put their faith and trust in Him, shall have everlasting life. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a simple message, but folks, listen. People try to make it so complicated. And people... Uh, they, they say to them, you know, there are all kinds of excuses, all kinds of reasons why they won't turn to the Lord. But folks, let me just tell you, the Word of God, the Word of God is as simple, and by the way, the Bible, the Bible says, it explains it, it's so simple that even a child would understand it. Folks, listen, the Word of God is not complicated at all. Not complicated at all. And so here he's telling them, and of course he turns to, 
He turns to uh, his disciples. The crowds are leaving. Jesus turns to his disciples and says, Now what are you going to do? Here's the truth. You heard the same truth. What are you going to do? How are you going to receive this? And you know what? Well, you know, this is one of the times that Peter blurts out an answer and he hits a home run. He, did, he says the right thing. He does the right thing. You know, a lot of times he makes a mistake. A lot of times he sticks his foot in his mouth and then turns around and sticks the other foot in his mouth. You know, he's got both of them in there at the same time. But this time he says it right. He says, Lord, we don't have any other place to go. You are the one that has the words of life. The words of life. You are the one that has the truth. And Lord, we're going to follow you even if we can't understand everything. By the way, folks, I don't know about you, but I don't understand. I've been, I've been doing this for a long time, but I don't understand everything either about the Bible. But I'm thankful to know that what I can't understand, I can trust the Lord with it. I can trust Him with it. All right? And so let me give you just three things here this morning. Three basic needs that we all have, and only Jesus can meet those needs. First thing I want you to see here is we need forgiveness for the past. You know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people uh, that says, I'm, I'm just too bad to be saved. I've done too many wrong things to be saved. I just, the Lord just, no way the Lord could save me. But you know, for the lost man, this message is we need, the, for the lost man is the, you need to confess and receive forgiveness and mercy for your sins. You know, uh, we need forgiveness for the past. What are, what, are, what are we talking about there? It means that if you're lost this morning, what you need is you need forgiveness of sin. You know, I can, I can remember before I got saved, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you some of the things I was involved in all, but I, I tell you, I was, I, was, I was out there in the world. And I, I tried to, listen, I didn't hold back anything, whatever the world had to offer. I mean, I just went after it. That's, what I, that's all I knew how to do. I just went after whatever I wanted to do. And you know what? I was going down the, the wrong road. And you know, the thing that, that got me more than anything else is the fact that I realized I had no peace in my heart. No peace. I, I, I could remember laying down on my bed at night sometimes and thinking to myself, I'm not, I, I'm not saved. And if something happened to me, I know I would die and go to hell. And I tell you, that troubled me. That, that worried me. I, I, thought, I thought about that a lot of times. But you know what? I didn't do anything about it. I didn't do anything about it. Folks, listen. Sin, the weight of sin, will weigh you down and will keep you down until you receive Christ as your Savior. Listen, when we, when we get saved, the, the weight of sin rolls off of us and on the Lord, onto the Lord Jesus Christ. I tell you, I've, I've talked to many. I've talked to many people. I'll, I'll never forget this one guy that I was talking to, and uh, he uh, his uh, he was uh, the cousin to my best friend as I was growing up. And somehow, you know, for whatever reason, he started. This is years ago. He started coming to our church, and uh, and I started talking to him. And I started witnessing to him, and he was a lost man. I mean, uh, he was. I mean, this guy was way on out there. And he was doing things that was just, un, you know, some, something just unbelievable the way he was living his life. But, you know, he was coming to church. There was something there that he, he just, he couldn't understand it, but it, there was something that was drawing him to church. And he, he came into my office one day, and he was talking to me. And he says, I, I can't get any rest. I can't get any sleep. He said, I'm miserable. I don't, I don't know what, what I'm going to do. And, and he tells the story. I don't, I don't, you know, 
I, I don't believe I did this, but he said I did. He said I just started laughing at him and said, and he said, I said, it sounds like you're under conviction. And he said he never forgot that. And he went out, and it bothered him that I laughed at him. It bothered him that he said that that uh, that I said that he was under conviction. He said, "I don't even know what what are you talking? I don't even know what conviction is." I said, "The Lord's doing something in your heart. He he wants to change you. He wants you to uh, come to Him." And he went out and make a long story short. One one morning, uh, he said about two or three o'clock in the morning, he got up and he says. I can't take it no longer. I can't take it. I, Lord, I don't even know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. Lord, just, I just need you to do something. I need you to save me. And he said at that moment, now this is his words. He said, I felt like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders. You know what happened? Folks, the guilt of sin had been forgiven. The guilt, I tell you, the guilt of sin will wear you down. It, it, it's, it's a terrible load to have to carry. But you know what? You never get rid of it until you turn to the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, Jesus has already paid for your sins. Why are you carrying it around? Why are you hauling it around everywhere you go? Don't you know you get better gas mileage if you take that weight off, that load off? Listen, don't carry it around. Give it to Jesus. He'll take it. And boy, it'll be a burden that's been lifted off your shoulders like you, you just can't believe. And the peace of God will come into your heart. Like you, I, you can't even imagine being able to go to bed at night and go to sleep and sleep in peace because you know your sins have been forgiven. And if you die during the night, hey, you're going to go straight to heaven. Straight to heaven. I tell you, there's no, there's no, greater, no greater joy than all the world. But we need forgiveness for the past. For the lost man, you need to receive Christ as your Savior. For the saved man, the, most people that's here this morning would claim to be saved. You know what? Sometimes it's because of the guilt of our past life that we can't go on for God. Folks, let me just tell you. If you've been saved, if you receive Christ as your Savior, every sin that you've ever committed has been forgiven. It's forgiven. It's behind the Lord. He, he, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says he, he will cast them into the deepest sea and will remember them no more. Now, the great truth about that is Jesus, God, really never forgets, right? We understand. Jesus never forgets. He, I mean, that's not, that's, not what he, that's not what he means. It's not like we would think, hey, how many, how many of you, when you, you, you get in a, I want to say it's fighting, if that's not a good word, get into a disagreement with your husband or wife? You know, some people call it fight. I don't want to use, you know, that's not a good word probably between husband and wife, but, you know, get into a disagreement. And uh, you make up, you know what the Bible says, you're supposed to forgive and what? Forget, right? But you, you can't forget, can you? You forget that. Your wife, I know your wife can't. You, men can. But your wife can't. Right? I mean, she, she could remember, you know, way. <laughs> not my wife. My wife's not like that. But I mean, you know, other, other people's wives, you know, like they can do, they do that. They remember stuff from way back. But you know, 
what really what when he says remember them no more here here's what he's really saying i'm not going jesus is saying i'm not, listen i'm not going to bring that up i'm i'm, I'm not going to i'm not going to keep bringing every time i every time you come to me and ask for forgiveness of sin jesus doesn't get up there and say hey well you, well, you just did that last week you done, you did that the other day why you keep doing that the lord doesn't do that the lord says sure i'll forgive you he doesn't bring he doesn't bring the past up. He doesn't bring that up. And I'm I'm telling you, you know, Christians, Christians are are hurt all the time. And the past plagues some people all it is it, something they can't get out of their mind. But folks, I'm telling you, it's not because of the Lord. If you can't get it out of your mind, it's because you keep bringing it up. It's not the Lord's fault. Listen, if he has forgiven it, and he has then listen, don't be bringing it up. Don't bring it up. Go from here and go forward. Listen, your past, you can't change the past if you wanted to. It's in the past. You can't do anything about it. It's done happen. You can't change it, but you can go from here and go forward and not bring that old baggage with you. Listen, if you're saved, if you're saved, the guilt of the past, the guilt of the past is in the past. Leave it there, okay? And then, you know, sometimes it's because of our failures. You know, Brother, uh, uh, Brother Mike was talking about that this morning. You know, I mean, all of us, all of us have problems with sin. All of us. I mean, there's, there's things that, that bother you that, don't, that wouldn't bother me, but there's things that bother me that wouldn't bother you. All of us have our own sins. All of us have our own things that we deal with. And you know what? It doesn't matter... Now, it matters to us, and, I, you, know, I think to, you know, I think like that. I think to myself, you know, I'm, I'm sure the Lord is tired of me bringing this up again. Uh, you know, I, I, you know I've, I've had this problem. Hey, uh, this sin just keeps coming up, and Lord, here I am again. I'm having to confess it again because I, I've done it again, you know. I've messed up again. And, you know, I think to myself sometimes the Lord probably gets tired of that. But you know what? In reality... God doesn't get tired of it. I, I think he. I think he, he's. He's not that we. He's not glad that we sin, but he's glad that we're willing to try to get it right. You know, God. God wants us to get right, and He wants us to stay right. And when we don't stay right, we need to get it right and try to stay right. But we got to keep on, and we can't just quit. We can't get discouraged because, folks, listen. As long as you are alive here on this earth. As long as I'm alive here on this earth, we're going to struggle with sin. We're going to struggle. The devil will never give up trying to stop you. He will never give up trying to defeat you. He never will. And folks, listen, I'm just going to tell you, you're going to struggle with sin till the day you die. Till the day you die, all right? And so we need forgiveness for the past. But what about today? Listen, I need something today. Well, we need strength and guidance for the presence. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I, I believe it's some of my favorite verses in all the Bible. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And what? He shall direct thy path. Listen. Folks, listen. We, we, we need that. We need guidance for today. We need help for today. I don't know about you, but I, I, this, I, when I pray, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm real plain. I'm just real plain and practical. Now, I don't know if y'all picked up on that. 
but I'm just, I'm just as plain as it can be. And I, I talk to the Lord just like I would talk to somebody that, if they were standing right in front of me, right? And I think to myself sometimes, I say, Lord, you, you know I'm not smart enough to get out of my own way. Lord, I, I sure need your help. Lord, I, I, I don't have sense enough to make it through the day without you guiding me and helping me to get through this day. Lord, I, I need you. I need your guidance. Lord, I need you to take my steps and direct them so I might walk in the path that you want me to walk in. Lord, I, I need you. I got to have you. And you know what? I think that pleases the Lord. I think the Lord is pleased when we ask for his help because he, he, that's what he wants us to do. That's what he's asked us to do. That's what he's told us to do. Listen, if you need help, you come to me. I'll help you. How many of you have children if, you, if they came to you and said, Dad, I need some help. Would you help me and show me how to get to so-and-so place? Oh, I ain't going to fool you. I, I, I told you that the other day. I ain't telling you that no more. You just try to do, do the best you can. Try to make it on your own. We wouldn't do that. Listen, we'd, it, well, first of all, we'd probably fall down dead if, you know, if our children ask us, you know, for help or, or advice anyway, you know, right off the bat. But, man, jump at the chance, you know, to help your children and give some direction for the life. How many of you, you don't, don't answer out loud, but how, how many of you need help with your marriage? How many of you need help with your children? How many of you need help on the job, how you're supposed to live your life and how you're supposed to, how you're supposed to conduct yourself on the job? How many, of you, uh, how many of you need help with people that you deal with all the time? Well, if you do, guess what? I've got some good news for you. There's some help right here. There's an instruction book right here. There's an instruction manual. It tells you all those things. And by the way, if that's not good enough, the Spirit of God lives within you, and He'll help you and empower you to do it. Isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? Listen, if you've got a problem and you need help with it, and you don't get help, it's your own fault. It's your own fault because God's laid it out for us right here. Now, we may not understand everything. And by the way, sometimes it's good to talk to other people. Sometimes it's good to get some advice from good godly people that walk with God and, and know the Lord. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you, folks, it's here. It's here. If you need help, if you need wisdom, how many of you would say, man, I need some wisdom? Well, guess what? There's a whole book in the Bible. It specializes and it, it, it focuses in on wisdom. Isn't that nice? Well, guess what? Laying it on your head or sleeping, sleeping on it at night won't help you a bit. You got to read it, don't you? You got to get in it. You got to mine it. You got to dig in it. You got to eat it. You got you to take it in. And God, listen, God says, I'll help you. I'll give you Wisdom. What about strength? Uh, somebody mentioned that or was in one of the songs about Philippians 4, 4.13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. How many, how many of you say I'm weak and I need some strength? Well, guess what? You're in luck because the Lord says I'll give you the strength to do anything that I've asked you to do. You know, God's asked us to do. There's a lot of things in the Bible God's asked us to do and some of it. I'm telling you what, it's just plumb hard to do. It's hard to do. You know, living the Christian life 
is hard sometimes. It's difficult. And I tell you, it can wear you out. And you can get discouraged by doing, and I mean, get down in the dumps and, and just think to yourself, I just, I don't know if I can go on any longer. Guess what? You don't have to do it on your own. Jesus said, I'll take care, I'll help you with that. I'll take care of it for you. I will give you the strength to do anything I want you to do. I've asked you to do. I'm going to tell you, I don't know about you, but that, 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 that helps me out. That, that, that helps me to know that he's going to, he's going to strengthen me, empower me to be able to live for him and to serve him and do what he wants me to do. I tell you, I, I'm thankful for that. You know, before a man gets saved, before somebody gets saved, you know, they have problems. They have problems too. But when they face them, they face them alone. You think about that. When, man, when a lost man has a problem, he faces it by himself. He ain't got nobody to turn to. Got nobody to help him. Nobody to, nobody to give him wisdom. Nobody to strengthen him. Nobody to encourage him. Now, I know there's people, you know, I don't mean, you know, discounting his family and stuff. You know, everybody, you know, most people have family and things like that. But I'm talking about, you know what it's like. 